0: Sends it pretty much overseas, and then um, like a dollar. He, a, not he, dollar an he'd hour be doing
1: anything to save a buck. One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: A dollar an hour, or something. These guys are bro, And they just they whip it back to you. But you got to forgive them the rundown of what you want and how you and how you like it. Yeah, it takes a few goes. That's through, what I mean. As long as you've got all the Takes a few to goes organized. to get it to get it where it, where it wants to be, but um, they get you there eventually. What'd you get me? Surprise.
1: Yeah, let me. Have you had a sip yet? Yeah, have a sip. Let me know what you think of the coffee.
0: Yeah, it's good. What's that? Just a normal cup?
1: That's no, just a latte with a little dash of honey in there, mate. But but see, that's what I get. That's what I normally get. One thirty two our sponsors. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, good there coffee. Go. Good, good coffee. coffee. Shout out one thirty two. Thanks coffee, for looking up for the boys. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh,
0: good, good, uh, good guess there. I was thinking uh, when you brought it to me, I'm like, oh, it's not for me. Shall so mate? you do a little dash of honey too? I do too? a little dash of honey. Yeah, I'm really new on it. My partner gets it a lot, and I was like, you know what? That's a nice not touch. Yeah, it's a nice little touch. Bit of a
1: sprinkle on there. Yeah, exactly, mate. But bro, thanks for coming in.
0: No nah, pleasure pleasure to be here again.
1: Been a couple of years since it we has, had had you on, has, but uh, a lot's happened in life since that time. Absolutely, been very busy. 100%. Well, you you've got your third crew now?
0: Third location. Just open. Just opened in Craigeburn, which has been great. We uh, had a huge success out in the north side. We're obviously being from the west, our, our whole life it was a bit of a stab to open up in the north, but the north there's not a lot out there like what we do. So when we had, we kind of started out there Hit the ground running straight away it's been an awesome two weeks so far things have kind of really turned over and it's mm. just about more making sure that we don't do anything special we mm. do the basics right yep. you know and that's what i feel like if we keep doing the basics right over and over time and time again we'll do well
1: for sure a hundred percent mate you, you guys have grown really quickly it's Massive. been um it's been impressive and i've enjoyed Enjoyed watching it. Um, I came to you sort of come
0: many years ago. Do you remember when I, we had the meeting at? I do, brother. The other place, and right. I said, "Jack, bro, tell me what's going on." <laughs> I, I
1: appreciate how you said the other place there too. Yeah. We don't want to give no, them any free don't. exposure nah, now no, that we're gone. Not. But um, yeah, man, we had some um, early beginnings back there. I mean, I still remember seeing the other day that that post we put up when we hit some weights together, and the, the caption was, you know, future Australian champion boxer, yeah. or yeah. and. Um, Run us through that, man, because you, you got pretty close there with the Olympics, didn't you? Yeah,
0: so it's been, it's been, it has been—it was a bit very bitter pill to swallow. Fucking math, um, I can imagine. Obviously, I've been training for the, the Olympic Games since as long as I can remember. 12 to 13 years old is when I had my first fight. Mm. But it was a lifelong dream to go to the Olympics. And I'd won, I was in Russia, so 20, uh, 2019 was in the World, Champions, World Championships in Russia. I came home, so I was fresh off the block. I was hot. Uh, endurance was good, body was good, everything else was great, and then I came home and won the Australian titles again for the 2020 Olympic Games. So when you qualify for the Olympic Games, you need two selection periods. So there's, um, if you don't make the first one, you get a second chance. Mm -hmm. So we, as the Australian team, we packed up, we went to India for four weeks, and then from India we were supposed to fly to Wuhan, China, which was... Pri- the, that was right where, before COVID. right before so we'd heard that it was a fish virus that's what they had told us we we got wind that there was a virus around they said it was a fish virus prior to before it, it became a bat virus it, yeah correct correct so then we were in <laughs> india for four weeks our last few days we getting ready to fly to wuhan but the the who or the world health organization had actually scrapped the whole event and said it's not safe for anyone to come over here so we flew from India back to Melbourne and we had a bit of a bluffer period because we didn't know what was going on with the the the, the first selection
1: event. Was that hard to deal with mentally?
0: It was, it was, but we didn't know anything better because it wasn't COVID back then. So we didn't know. It was like, okay, let's just go back. Of course, but more just the weeks. delay to yeah, what you're expecting. Because yeah, as as an athlete, it you're was like you peak, your peak yeah. and then it was like you're feeling really good and then it's like okay, you've got to have a bit of a lull period now. Because otherwise you stay up too too high, you know, you just kind of crash and burn. So mm-hmm. we flew back. We had we got told to have a week, a week kind of deload, and then we had got back to the AIS for about ten days, and then we flew from Thailand, sorry, from Melbourne to Thailand. Spent four weeks in Siberia, I think it was called. Beautiful out there it was like the country of Thailand. Mm-hmm. It was like wasn't like the hustle and bustle. Yep. From there we went to Jordan, um, and then we had flew over there, and COVID was around now. Yeah, but it was everything was like. It was. They had their restrictions in place. Like it was a bit like, Whoa, "What's going on?" kind of thing. Being in, obviously in a foreign country, all these rules are in place now. Um, so we fought over there. I had two fights over there. I fought the Iraq boy, beat the Iraq boy, nice and comfortably. And then I had one more fight. Uh, this fight would have been able to, would have guaranteed me my spot. And then I fought the hometown Jordan boy in Jordan. So there was a big stadium. Yeah, that's going to be a tough people. ask massive ass he was a tough fella he did beat me he was a, he beat me on a split decision um, good fight for me though because he was a very tough opponent I learned a lot from that fight mm-hmm. but I knew he, he ended up qualifying for the games I knew that was the standard and I knew that I had what it took to get there unfortunately obviously i wasn't able to compete uh once you once you lost you were out so i had one more fight to win and i just lost it so we had a bit of a period to cool down a little bit so we flew home and then once you flew home we went back to was back at base which is melbourne flew back to the ais and the ais were then sending us for our second qualification event so it so all the five continents if you didn't qualify in the first one so all the other countries obviously have theirs if you didn't qualify in that first one you then have a world games in that world games if you didn't qualify in your first continent Yeah, you come to this one. So this one was like for everyone that had fallen short in the first qualifier. Mm. Got to Melbourne and then we're all ready to go. was ready to start peaking again. And then, yeah, the the whole – it was in in, um, Paris in France and Mm. the whole competition got called off. So unfortunately they just said if you didn't make it in the first qualification event, you didn't get a shot to go. So it wasn't as if I got beaten. It wasn't as if I wasn't good enough to go. It was purely the fact that the circumstances were – that COVID was a thing and it was just, it was, it was, oh, I lost sleep over it because it was so hard because I was like, I believe I knew a hundred percent I was going to go. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't have plan B. My plan A was what was going to work. I was so confident in it. And then I remember it so clearly it was a Monday morning. Um, I just finished my run. I got home and then the national coach, he, he scheduled a call with me. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't, doesn't look good. Like COVID was like peak, going to peak at this time. Um, jumped on a phone call with him and it was just like blunt as it was like, you know, the whole call, co- the whole events, you're not allowed into France, like the whole events being thing. And I was like, oh, surely they're going to reschedule it. They're going to push it somewhere else. And he's like, where are they going to put it? Everywhere. Mm. The everywhere whole world is down. Everywhere is locking down. Jumped off the phone and I just had this, stum- this feeling in my, st- it was like a hole in my stomach. I'm like, that's it. Like the 10 years of training, gone. gone. Like not gone, but like, the one, the pinnacle of but sport. The, the goal
1: of what you're focusing on, yeah. Yeah, and it
0: was like it was so hard because I'm like, it, it, all my eggs were in this basket, you know. And it was like, what do I do? What do I do? But After, the reality is, they
1: you had to have all your eggs in that basket for the chance of that to come true.
0: Absolutely, and if I didn't, then I wouldn't have been all in. I was all in. I had taken time off work. Like it was, I had been, I had been traveling for months because it was like in preparation for this one event. Was Crew um,
1: opening up its first gym around this time too?
0: Yeah, so Crew was actually already open. So, so we op- we opened in 2019 in Braybrook, yep. myself and Damon. Um, And then obviously I was in... So funny story enough, backtracking a little bit, the day we, we opened on a Saturday, on Monday morning I flew to Russia. Mm. So I yeah, left, I, I remember I left the big fella there to, to run the show on his own. But yeah. that was for the... And you know what? I'm very grateful that he understood my dream. Me and mm. Damon have been best mates for a long time. He understood the dream. So it wasn't like, hey bro, I've got to go. Like, you know, he was like it sucks but but i understand and i support it you no what matter it what is. you know and that's what makes a good team he was he was very able to understand obviously the position i was in yeah. we had a massive open day the open day was huge there was hundreds of people there and then i said monday I'm like i got to go so i went left for 3 weeks come back and obviously he would run ship tight which was great but then yeah like we'll kind of open and then we while i was in india so that was the first selection camp we had hear, heard periods of the gym locking down and whatnot, and it was then it was, it was it was spoken about, but it wasn't it wasn't action just yet. Got home, went to Jordan. It was so probably it,
1: similar time around me opening it, up here.
0: Yes, correct. So I I was in Jordan, had the competition. When I got home, everything shut. Mm. So it was like one. My dream was like, and cutting, then you just I I put cut your whole half.
1: life into this gym. Everything, all <laughs> the money like, I had, everything. I, I know that feeling, you know.
0: And then it was like. The dream was still alive because at that point it was 50% that I was going to Paris, France. So mm. once I had got back to home to base, it was like, okay, it sucks, but I've still had another chance. Mm. But then the gym got shut and then everything just started. All these restrictions in Melbourne just started coming on. And, and it, was, it was, it as you know, anyone in the fitness any, in any industry, mm. but the fitness industry copped it hard. We you did. know, we copped it really hard. We, we were the, the first to shut the last to open. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, had one more chance. And then once I got that phone call, it was like, man, what now?
1: And how long did it take you to, or even have you, have you found peace with that yet? Uh, or is it's it still, it still,
0: it still sits here a little bit. And like, you know, th- you get the odd question of like, oh, you know, why didn't you go to the Olympics? Or you know, I thought your, your whole dr- it just, it's hard. No one really understands. My my circle does, but like when you explain to someone's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just the Olympic Games. It's like, nah, it's everything I've ever dreamed of as a kid. It's a weird statement. It's It's, just the Olympic Games. Yeah, but it was like, you know, massive thing. Yeah, it was so big for me. It was it was a really hard pill to swallow. And like even talking about it now, it still like fires me up a little bit, you know. So if if things were different, like I think to myself, like, what if COVID wasn't here? Would I be an Olympian? Like, what if, what yeah. if things didn't happen the way that they did, and these restrictions didn't have fall in place? What if France wasn't so bad, and we were able to get there?
1: What if it's a dark hole, though?
0: That's exactly right. You know, exactly right. And, and then you if don't. C- had a lot. That's correct. Correct. So, um, you know, it it's something that I've I've learned to be better with these days, and I have to. But I use it as fuel now. Yep. Otherwise, if I don't use it as fuel, it, it kind of buries me a little I'm bit. Sure you a little bit. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, I had a question on that. Fit a blank
0: get some 132 coffee there. Yeah.
1: spark me up a little bit more spark me up a little bit more um was there a part of that because obviously the olympic games is probably more about the honor the glory yeah but was there elements of your career path and decisions that had been made around that that obviously delayed you turning pro meaning that when you're doing amateur boxing you're not making an income from it as well Correct. so was that a, a secondary level of sort of or secondary pill yeah. you'd have to swallow it was like fuck I've put all this off these opportunities to fight pro make money absolutely build yeah. my career in that space for the dream of the Olympic Games yeah. and then that's yeah be all taken absolutely
0: away from I had uh, back in uh, 2016 for Rio I just fallen short the Nationals um, and I was like you know what I was what was I back then I was 24, 23, so I'm like, you know what, I've got to give, oh, back, so even younger, sorry, back then it was 20, 22 I was, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give it another four years. It's a four-year cycle. It's a long time to wait for a dream that no one else can see but you, mm. you know, so... Um, that was the mo- for me it was like you know i stick around in 2020 then after 2020 i'm st- i want to turn professional because back then you were you weren't allowed to you're either pro or amateur but these days is actually a rule where you're allowed to have oh, x, really? you're allowed to have x amount of fights and then try and try out for the olympic uh, olympic games but it's an it's a long cycle that four-year period mm. and it's like if
1: you usain you bolt said it best that how many yeah. hours he trained for, for, for how many nine years, seconds. for nine seconds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, I would have loved to turn professional a little bit earlier in my mm. career. I've got a style that really sells and people want to watch and, you know, people know that when I fight, I, I love putting on a good show and I can really yeah, you're sell You're a 5 yeah, fighter. Yeah, yeah.
1: You, you like being inside.
0: I like banging a little bit, you know, mm. I like landing some hard shots. But, yeah, it was, it was a massive decision for me to say, okay, you know what, because in the amateurs I made nothing. It was it was pu- you made sponsorships that would help the ju- help the dream and the journey, which was fine. But it was there was no steady income. I still worked full time hours, um, but now obviously I've made the transition into professional ranks. Um, but it's just it's been a slow process. I've had two injuries so far, but things are coming good now. So should be back in the ring early next month.
1: How was the transition stylistically going from amateur to pro? Obviously. So probably longer rounds, more rounds of uh, more rounds in the fight. Uh, you know, again, pace wise, more volume in terms of
0: duration of fight. Um, I've always been like, I've always been known for a good engine. You know, good engine, hit hard, get in, get out, kind of thing. Um, whereas in the professionals, you can't keep that volume up for ten to twelve rounds. You, you get That's tired, what I mean. It naturally is a slower pace. So naturally, I had to. The, the 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 key focus was to slow down, sit on my punches a little bit more bit more you know, methodical. Yep. A bit more yep. tactical. Land, bit of a chess land match. Sh- Correct. You know, land big shots. Land, you know, keep going on the body, keep going on the body, and then land to the head or whatever it was. There's more tactics in there mm. as opposed to point scoring. To just you're trying to on slow on pressure. The, you're trying to slow this person down. You're trying to really take... Everything they have got mm. to to finish them kind of thing. Whereas in the in the amateurs, if the stoppage comes, it comes. Very rarely it does, but it was like when you're fighting at high level because it was like a chess match as well. But it's like like fencing for three rounds. Like you go on flat knacker. Yeah. For it's almost for, like a fitness test for nine life. for nine minutes. It's just you know who goes who wins. You know. So um, it's been it's been good though. I I like sitting down on my punches a little bit more. I'm only a little bit smaller for my division. So I like feeling that a little bit stronger, sit on my heels a little bit more, dig my shots in. Mm-hmm. It's been a good process lately. Like I've, I've enjoyed the longer rounds. I feel like because I've always been good at reading my opponents, but when, once you get in that fourth and that fifth round, you're really starting you you're picking in. up patterns. You're picking up patterns, what they do, what you do, what shots work, what shots don't work. You know, So you can really read it uh, accordingly.
1: Speaking of chess matches, there was probably the ultimate chess match on yesterday, was texting with uh, oh. one of your actual training partners, yes. the world champion Haney, um, against uh, the 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 Matrix Loma. Yeah, I. Uh, what do you think, bro?
0: I, my personal opinion, um, you know, Lomachenko started in, in, out of the gates, yep. you know, and they had a lot of. A lot of little battles, but I feel like Lomachenko always finished the battle with like a clean shot. He was in, he was out. Saw that head snap. Correct. You yep. know, that little short right hook over the top. Um, I honestly, I had a few people messaging me that like, you know. <laughs> no doubt, because I know it, you've d- trained with them. Is, is it, I, you know, he's the ultimate professional, mm. you know. But I, I, I honestly thought that Loma had nicked it, you mm. know. Uh, and quite convincingly as well, one judge read 116 112.
1: Which is wild.
0: Which is like, what fight are you watching? Oh, I
1: feel like Loma won at least probably six of the first eight. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, even even in the, I think it was the eleventh. He won round, the eleventh. The eleventh round so convincingly, nearly had him wobbled a little yeah, bit on his did. feet. But that's 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 high level boxing. You know, I was actually watching it with my partner. She's like, oh, who, who's winning? What what's going on? And I'm like, this is if you know boxing, this is high level chess match. One move makes you miss, makes you pay. Yeah. You know, it was incredible to watch.
1: Yeah. And, and that's what I sort of noticed. There was periods of that fight when Loma was throwing combos and Haney was throwing single jabs.
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, is- and a lot of a lot of the you know they'd be, they'd go jab for jab for a lot of the time, mm. and I felt like Loma was always on the on the on the other side of their combination with that last blow that would knock his head back a little bit. Mm. You just don't know what they're looking for these days. But I was speaking to a guy this morning, my coach, and he's like, you know, when you think everyone knows. Boxing is politics.
1: Fucking earth, it's corrupt. Yeah,
0: it's is. so corrupt, but it's like you know. You look at Lomachenko; he's thirty-five years old. He's done it all. He's won two Olympic gold medals. He's a former three-time world champ, uh, three weight class world champion. He's thirty-five. What's he got to offer? He's, the sport, he's, yeah. Because yeah, like he, how long you know is he going to be around for? Whereas you've got Haney; he's twenty-four Youngest years old. Youngest champion. He's unified he's, There's a lot of money to be spent here That's if you're I mean. if you're riding that journey a little bit. But in saying that. Who knows? I actually seen this one. I think they're gonna try and protest it, but who knows what'll come from it. Mm.
1: Um Javante beats him.
0: Yeah, I think Javante beats him. I think he's got that dot real dog attitude. Yeah. You know, like he. You obviously
1: watched that with Ryan Garcia. Yeah, as well. yeah.
0: Incredible. Yeah. Like he just he waited perfectly. You know what's really annoying? I told everyone I told all my mates, I'm like, ran seven, ran seven. And then when it comes, I was like, you know, I don't usually bet on fights, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put money on round nine. I told everyone round seven. He yep. ended up stopping him in the seventh. Like, it's God. always the way, though.
1: <laughs> it's always the way. And you always hear about the wins, not the I know, religious. I know. Yeah, fucking hell. But, but um,
0: incredible, like, you know, it's when you think of mega fights now, like they can build some serious mega fights out of, the, out of these. They've got your Shakur, you've got... Devin Haney. At least
1: in boxing, finally, we're starting to see some of the best guys actually fight other best guys, whereas it's been such an avoidance game, especially in the heavyweight division for such a long time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's all about the pay packet for everyone. You know, it's not really about who's O's got to go anymore. It's like, I'll fight him to get this and then get there. Then I can get this shot. And that's how it all kind of works is all that the planning behind it. But now it's like every champion is just in the division, best should go at it. If you want to unify, you got to go. You got to go at it.
1: Hundred percent. You know. Hundred percent. So, what was it like training with um, Devon?
0: It was incredible, incredible. So I got he obviously was in preparation for George Camposis. So he w- he arrived in Australia um, pretty much that night. I'd seen a photo of it, and then I had got a message maybe that later that that afternoon. He was looking for rounds straight away. Um, so I got called in. Did about three or four sessions with him, which was really good. And just the way he conducts himself is the ultimate professional. Mm-hmm. It is like, do you remember watching Floyd Maylor's stuff back on YouTube? It was the doghouse. And, and was he was entourage. in there when he was young. Yeah. yeah like yeah, it yeah. was, he's got the whole entourage. There was, um, you know, it was full security at the door. I, I remember some kid tried to take a photo of his phone of obviously me and Haney in the ring and then. Um, the guy at the door chase him down, grabbed his phone, deleted it out of his album, deleted it out of his recently deleted. Like it was proper. Full spec. It, yeah, full spec. You know, it was like, and they've got the full entourage. He's got. He was throwing one jab. I'd catch a jab, and they're like, "Ooh, me and jab, me and jab." Like it wasn't even hitting me, but they were pumping him up. You know, like
1: which all probably plays into the psychology of his preparation absolutely. for what's about to come.
0: Absolutely. You know, they really get around him. But he had an incredible team. He had a physio. Like he had a full full time chef. Um, I remember after the fight, after the spa, sorry, we sat there and I was like, you know, walked over to him, Thank you. He's, he's, he's like humble. Mm. In person, he's humble. I said to him, I said, uh, welcome to Melbourne. I said, have you had an opportunity to go out and explore yet? And he's like, nah, I'm here for business only. And he, he was funny enough, he was staying, staying in the Western suburbs. Like he was staying next to one of our gyms in Braybrook. Just because he wanted to be Just away from Just because he wanted thing. to be away from everyone. You know what I mean? If he was staying at Crown or that, yeah, I wouldn't no, have expected that. no doubt that he wouldn't would have been a centre of attention walking up and down to his room. He stayed at literally like an Airbnb. It was it was your stock standard house in Melbourne. Um, it was really business for him. Which yeah. paid off in the end.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I saw him on a podcast. Um or a snippet from a podcast the other day, just basically saying how girls' biggest distraction, yeah. And he just stays f- yeah. fully clear of yeah. that scene as yeah, well 100%. As, as best as he can, <laughs> yeah. as best as <laughs> he um, can. He had
0: a, he had a partner uh, last time we were here, but I don't think he, I don't think he was with with, with her anymore. But you know what? I think at the true, at the highest, at the highest level, any distraction like he's full time for him. And any, that any that kind of sport's got to be very
1: selfish. You too. do have
0: to be very selfish. Absolutely, you do have to. Say, there's a fine line between you need a in saying that though you need a very good support circle mm-hmm. but if you've got issues in that support circle it's got to go yeah. because it's it's in boxing and any combat sport that is if you're half ass you get hurt you know like there's there's the opportunity to be hurt and mm-hmm. on national television like you don't want to be hurt on nice national television you want to give it your ultimate ald- best kind full preparation Although you physically, but the, mo- the body's got to follow. has got to follow. Isn't that sorry. the mental
1: torment the whole way up to a fight? Just, uh, that's that's your fear, getting knocked yeah. down in front of your mates. Yeah, or yeah, Or in front of 100%. everyone, getting embarrassed and humiliated. Yeah. Yeah. That's the and worst that can happen. You know
0: what? I said to a, I said, um, a very good friend of mine had a very bad loss yesterday, but uh, Andrew Maloney. But in saying Mate, that.
1: Mate, that that's as crisper a knockout as you yeah, see. Yeah, in, sa- that right in saying over. that,
0: though, like, you know, hats off to Andrew, Andrew Maloney. He's a true champion. He's his hard on his sleeve. Mm. And. You know, I was talking about it to a mate, he's like, you know, I'm like, no one says anything because the people that, if they do say it, they're the guys that haven't been in there before. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of balls to get in there at that level.
1: At know, any level, at I any think.
0: Le- mate, any level, you know, get inside, whether it's an octagon on the mats, on the boxing ring, it takes courage, you know, so hats off to him and obviously I wish him a full recovery.
1: Yeah, for sure. Hopefully he does bounce back like that. And I think some people just in the general population, mate, they... they they don't understand the reality of violence and they do not understand the reality of head trauma as yeah. well. Like a, a knockout like that could take him six months. Absolutely. Like p- p- people, it's not like the movies. You don't get pistol nah. whipped and then just wake up and keep nah. fucking going. No, nah, of course not. Of course, course not. Have you yeah. had many n- bad knockouts?
0: Uh, no, nah, I've, I've obviously been very lucky. I've never actually been into a position myself. I've actually, when I w- I remember when I was fighting, my third pro fight in Brisbane, I knocked a guy out in the first round uh-huh. and speaking to him after the fight, he was just repeating himself. Like he kept repeating himself and he, you know, I was actually in the corner with a mate of mine uh, recently who copped a very bad loss. Um, After the fight, I've actually, like, after the fight, I've never really seen someone repeat himself that much. And, you know, it's quite scary. Mate, it really is.
1: I know, like, I I look at things very differently now because I understand the science. Yeah. You know, but when I was young and playing footy, I didn't really give a fuck. Yeah. And I went through a period where I got knocked out a little bit too often. Yeah. And, uh... The the worst incident, which you just made me think of, is I was running back with a flight, yeah, full tilt, and have jumped to take the ball. Someone else coming the other other yeah. direction, and their elbows hit me sort of in the jaw, yeah, and it snapped my wisdom teeth off. But it had, had knocked it knocked me out. So I'm knocked out, you know, probably three meters in the air, and then came down, and the heads bounced, yeah, o- off the ground, yeah, fully unconscious, convulsing, and was like pissing this like funnel. Yeah. threw my footy shorts yeah. like i completely lost yeah, control yeah, yeah. um and then had got up after a few minutes and was just completely disorientated this yeah. is storytelling i don't have any yeah. memory of it and i'm yeah. like i'm all good i'm just going to drive home and yeah. i was that confused like i didn't even have my car there like, yeah and i'm telling people i'm yeah. going to drive home yeah. yeah they're like mate can you just sit down and relax yeah. and the weather apparently then slipped unconscious again and i woke up you know probably like 12 16 hours later in the oh. hospital well, um off. and was kind of I just remember my eyes kind of opening and closing, and I had one of my mate there and my mum there, and I just remember that my mate's face was like really concerned. Yeah. And then that was like, "Fuck, this is bad." I remember waking up really quite yeah. emotional um, because it was just as cliche as it is. It was the simple questions. They're like, "Do you know what's happened?" I'm like, "I know that I've been knocked out." Yeah. Bad. Yeah. But I couldn't articulate it. Absolutely. And they're like, "Do you know your name and that?" And I'm like, "I know my name, but I literally couldn't." yeah Find the words yeah 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 and um then it's scary and it's, then we'll, it's horrible for about a month i'd be i was still living at home at the time and i lived in a separate part of the house and my old girl would come out and check on me and i and she's like oh h- how you going i'm like what are you doing how come you're not at work and she's like oh this is the fourth time i've checked on you in two hours and you asked me the same thing because i yeah. couldn't remember seeing yeah. her yeah half an hour ago yeah 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 and it got to the point where the boys actually stopped teasing me because i was yeah. like fucking dory yeah just forgetting everything there's, and there's, it took me i wasn't allowed to drive for six months yeah. and and it was yeah it was my, my short-term memory was fucked and yeah. it still suffers a little bit i think there's, today look, there's concussion
0: specialists out there so i i actually never knew this my cousin who races motorbikes. He did motocross his whole life. Had a lot of bad crashes, a lot of head knocks and stuff like that. Mm. So he's seen a a a Cairo kind of remedial guy that like specializes in his with head knocks. Mm. And he sent him. He actually sent him. He reckons he was seeing like colours and stuff in this corner of his eyes. He put like a balloon up his nose and like squeezed the balloon. Just I don't know. I don't know the scientific behind it. Mm. But he reckons it was like the colours were gone. He could remember things again.
1: But the thing is, after that, right? is that 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 was the bad one but then that is bad, i feel yeah. like the you know it took me a good six months to, to get back from it but because of that one i feel like your body it starts to flick the switch quicker as yeah. like a protective mechanism yeah, so yeah. from the tolerance there i just get clipped a little bit lights yeah, out yeah and i'd wake up fine from that yeah. like, Fuck, i've been knocked out again yeah. not the same thing but the point was yeah. that the the lights just kept going out and that's where I was like all right, I'm stopping there's that
0: documentary on Netflix about the NFL player Mm. Um, have you do you know what you want to talk about I know
1: yeah and he did he kill someone yes yes yes, but it was
0: all I haven't uh, watched it it. it really good doco, but it all refers back to um, there's the movie on it too yes correct it all refers back to obviously head knocks so they, that's what they talk about, and it's, it's brain functionality and how, obviously, long-term after these head knocks, because he was, he was never himself after being knocked out multiple, yep. multiple times. Yeah. Obviously, you know, there's, it's pretty scary stuff when you look into it a little bit further. As Like you said, as a young that's fella. You don't give a fuck. No way. You're not thinking about shit like that.
1: <laughs> nah, and then you start to get a little bit older and you're like, okay, yeah. I don't want to be a You know visual. what? I don't want
0: to be boxing forever. It's a young want, man's sport, isn't it? It is, it is. And I want to I get in. My goal is to... One, make my family proud and, and you know, I'd love I'm to sure do you've good, already done that. you know, and make my family proud, make some money, but also like live out the dream that I had as a childhood, you know, I'd love to win a world title or travel around the world, but win a world title is like the ultimate goal for any boxer. Yep. But after, it's not a long career, boxing, you know. Are it's, you putting
1: more time into your recovery now?
0: Absolutely. And I think we spoke about this recently, We did you on the know? phone a couple of weeks ago. I... Um, You know, I've been boxing since I was 12 years old. I could get away with doing crazy sessions and, you know, I always felt like I had to do the most. But now, you know, I'm 28 years old now. I've got a a fantastic base of experience and and knowledge behind it, but I don't need to always do these hectic, stupid sessions anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not less is more, but quality has got to be great. So your recovery is now
1: more been like a more tailored approach to your training rather than just going balls to the wall. Absolutely. And then obviously adding in yeah. the recovery modalities
0: Correct, as well. correct. And like as a young fellow, you know what it's like. Sleep's not a priority. Mm. You know, sleep is like, ah, you know, I'll get to bed, sleep when you, dead kind of thing. You know, yeah, just, yeah. it doesn't work like that. You know, now these days I'm 9.30, phone down, try and rest, on, you know, seven to eight hours minimum. Mm. Anything less than that, I'm like, I wake up I'm like, yeah, I've def- slept great.
1: The difference between my good and bad which is completely determined by sleep, Yeah, is massive. It's crazy, isn't it? It's like crazy. I have, if I've had one or even one, but generally if I have a couple nights poor sleep, like my mindset is low self-esteem, yeah. lack of confidence, yeah. full of doubts, yeah. feeling lazy, can't be fucked, yeah. you know, maybe a bit negative and grouchy yeah. versus when I'm well-kept. Mate, I like totally I, I agree, don't even there. know what day of the week it is. I don't care, I'm ready to get after That's it.
0: That's exactly right. I'm the exact same as you. So now the focus is obviously good sleep. Sleep's number one and obviously having the gyms, I'm very lucky that I've got the full recovery systems there. So we've got the high spas the saunas, the boots. I, you know, I say to myself, non negotiable three times a week. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, like it's don't get me wrong, it's to it's for the body to relax, to get me more relaxed, but it's also for here for me. Yeah. You know, like getting into that, uh, I think you spoke about it. Um, on a clip that you did what did you say something about a. do you remember the, the, what I, mess- the, 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 yeah, I messaged that yeah. you yeah. posted you something thanks. about an ice you bar you I'm like thanks I needed that Yeah, the it was about resilience yes correct that we can
1: argue about the benefits of cold water immersion but the number one benefit in my opinion is the way it develops resilience because you're doing something that you do not want to do you it. You don't right? want to do
0: it. And you said that something like, don't yeah. be a little bitch and do it or something like that. I can't remember what the word was, but yeah. it hit home for me. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember sharing it. I remember being at the gym the next day and I'm like, bro, I still 11 minutes. But I didn't, don't get me wrong, it wasn't, It was yeah, it was great being in the cold water, but it was the mental resilience that I was trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously we're not recommending doing an ice bath for 11 minutes because you're going to freeze, but it was more the fact that like, I didn't want to do it that day. And
1: you've chosen not to quit. And
0: yes, and everyone every, we had like we had a few people in the in the recovery, and I was like in my head, I just kept saying, "What did Jack say? What did Jack say? What did Jack say?" And I'm like, you know what? Now that I'm here, this is easier. Mm. But it was here for me because same. Getting thing, in's the hardest. Bit. Getting in's the hardest part, but these days it's such a big thing, you know. It's 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 incredible. One recovery is one of the thing, but that mental resilience, it builds, builds character.
1: Fucking hate dose. There's
0: days where I'm like, fuck it, I want to get in that man. Like, it's and, nor- you know,
1: normalizing the behavior and the habit of doing shit that is hard and that yeah. you don't want to do. And then there's
0: that little voice on your shoulder. It's like, you don't even, you're not that sore. Why would you do it today?
1: You know what I mean? But then I'm like, fuck, what am I doing? Get in there, you know? Mate, testament to one of my mates. Do you know Tommy Hislop by any chance? Uh, I don't he might have come into one of yours before. He's good friends with pets and stuff because yeah, they played yeah, at yeah, Richmond yeah, together. Yeah. And um, we only, we met each other the year he got delisted. So at that time in his life, he was, you know, having a bit of fun. Yeah, um, absolutely. And... We we've had a good friendship for, you know, ten years or so. And recently I've got him into the ice bars and things and now he's got a really good setup at home. Yeah. And it has been so fucking impressive to watch him because not only does he have his ice bath outside.
0: Yeah. That's, that's already... You were, in the, <laughs>
1: yeah. we're getting close to the depths of winter yeah. here. He comes down out of his bed at 5am, upstairs, walking downstairs. It's raining outside. There's a lot of barriers and opportunities to quit just before, be like, no, before, we'll before you even <laughs> got in there. And mate, to his testament, since he's had it, I think he's had it for probably a month. He's been in there... Every single yeah. fucking morning at 5am. Yeah. He even sent me... He couldn't find his budgies the other morning. He's got a security <laughs> camera outside and he sent it through me. he said, enjoy this. He's is his big white ass at like 5 in the morning. Getting to this ice bath that, as we know, is going to oh, make any man feel a little bit yeah, vulnerable absolutely. being in that cold water at that time <laughs> of the morning in the nude. Yeah, there's so and many... And mate, he's been doing... You know, anywhere between 5 and 10 minutes uh, at like yeah. 1.5, 2 degrees, yeah. at 5 in the morning, every morning. And I just said, mate, it's fucking awesome yeah. what you're doing. And what I'm actually enjoying out of it is I'm getting a little bit of an insight into the mind of Tom, the athlete, uh, which obviously was obviously attributed to him being able to become a high-level athlete and play in the AFL yeah. to begin with. Yeah. But because I hadn't known him in that environment kind of a different mindset, you know? So, um, yeah, and he S- keeps getting S- on me because I haven't been in there since I kind of yeah. did my knee because yeah. the, the first time it was like I couldn't bend my knee yeah. to actually get in the fucking pit. yeah 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 I could do it now yeah but the reality is maybe on the edit of medicine I'm being a bit of a pussy hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent I've got to get back into yeah. the habit of it because as we know once you get there once you get into the habit yeah. of it you are cool
0: and you know what the thing is as well like the one thing that I find is like if you use it consistently it's okay yes but if you say for example you have a two week period where you don't use it exactly you're starting from scratch just like the gym yeah absolutely and like obviously for us. You know, we've gone through periods with work. I've gone through periods with training where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go home and sleep. I'm tired. And I haven't been through the recovery system for maybe two weeks or so. And I'm like, I get to the gym and I'm like, man, I can only do a minute. I was doing three minutes last week or whatever it may be. But I'm like, I'm like I can only do 30 seconds today. Yeah. And it's just like you start from scratch and that's where that mental resist- resilience comes in.
1: And what I do rather than for me personally, because like, again, we can sit here and split heads of like, Okay, what's the protocol? What's the benefits in terms Absolutely. of time? How much time do I need to spend in there? What's the correlation between two minutes versus three minutes yeah. for, for yeah. recovery yeah. from a muscular point of view? Like, and I don't really give a fuck. No, nah, like, I mean, I know that when I get in there, I feel better for it. When you get out,
0: when you're the next day so, during the day.
1: So I'm more come in there with like an approach, and you know, usually I set a number or a rule um, where. I'm going to resist the temptation to get out at yeah. least twice. Yeah. So that's that might be the rule. Sometimes it might be three times. So I'll be in. I'll get in there. That's 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 your first barrier. But then it's obviously, whoo, a couple of big breaths. Yeah. Calm yourself down, and then you know whether it be thirty seconds, forty seconds, sixty seconds, you, that that voice starts to creep in and go, get out. Yeah. Get out. You've had yeah, enough. Your feet are sore. Get out. And, and <laughs> when, when I when I hear that temptation where yeah. I'm given the decision and you're, you're as close as that, oh, you're you just, you just about to move. It goes, no, calm myself back yeah. down. Yeah. All right, might even be 30 it's seconds. The next temptation comes it, in. Now. And if I can go, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no to myself twice. Then for me, I've done, I've done my duty.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same. I don't really have any like specific protocols that I follow. I'm the same. Once I get in, it's usually about a 45 second period for me where That's it's when the like, starts like to it's kick. chaos, it's, yeah. it's screaming. I can hear that guy over my shoulder screaming, get out, get out, your fetus will get out. But once you get past that 45 to a minute, it's actually not too bad. I'm telling you,
1: when you get in there, my neighbours must think I'm a freak. I yeah. just let out a big, whoo.
0: What's this <laughs> bloke <along>
1: next door? <laughs> if, you, if you let out a big little squeal, it yeah. really just yeah. whew, calms 100%. things down. Just get that, I, little, um, get
0: that little adrenaline yeah. dump out. And <laughs> then you get out of there and you're like, ooh, <laughs> squeezing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm um, i the same. If I've been in there before on my own, on my own is probably where I feel the most voice, obviously the most voices talking to me. Like I can be in there and I can be like... I've got emotions where it's like just staying there because it's so beneficial for you. i got someone else saying, don't do it. You feed are sore. You just jump back in the sauna. It's cool. Just jump back in the sauna a little bit. I've but on it- my own, it's
1: like just just
0: dig through. And then I- once you hit that two-minute mark, you're all right.
1: I've heard it, Crew you run a few... Um Weight sessions in the ice baths too. Oh, mate. I
0: <laughs> had to go put a camera system in the recovery center because someone was taking dumbbells into the bath. And I'm like, mate, the dumbbells stay inside the gym. The, the recovery center is to relax. Take mate, the dumbbells inside.
1: This is what we were having a real good laugh about on the phone the other week. Um, just some of the things that are probably the eye-openers Yeah. just into human psychology and yeah. behavior that you probably didn't expect to find nah. opening gyms.
0: Yeah, no, nah, we've had some interesting times and, you know, very interesting uh, moments happen inside the facility where it's like...
1: Hey, like, mate, people and, are grubby, huh? They
0: are, you know, and we spoke about this on the phone. And I think one of the biggest things is, like, the cleanliness of the gym. We get All gyms get cleaned three times a week, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all the other ones, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It is incredible how what mess a human can leave behind. I say to, if I catch people, I'm like, "Would well, you do this at your house, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it w- would you, uh, for example, like you've got your toilet roll holder, you've got an empty toilet roll, mm-hmm. and then someone would just chuck a fresh roll on top of it. So you've got your empty roller, your full roll, and it's just sitting there. I'm like, mate, there's mate, a bit It's, right it's there. more the
1: enormous skid marks oh, that you occasionally you get confronted with. To toilets. <laughs> mate, and sometimes I'll go in there, and I'll, I'll see this big reverse go down the toilet. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go through the cameras <laughs> and just, just see who was last in here. And I'm not going to bring it up with them, yeah. but if you're listening to this and you know well. that I do that, you know I know what um, you've done in there. <laughs> yeah, even, you know, it's funny, like, a few weeks
0: ago, I had to one of the, the ladies come up to me, like, oh, the toilet's blocked inside the, the, the female <laughs> toilets. And I'm thinking, far out, like, here we go. I'm going to have to go in there. There's going to be a cobra in the toilet. Someone had flushed down their singlets <laughs> and their, their bike shorts. And I'm like, how does, how, how does that happen? Like, the sing- short, singlets and bike shorts. Sink- so a sing- like a crop top and a bike short was jammed into the toilet. I'm like, how, how does that happen? There's you know? bins in there? Mate, I've got three bins in there. Bins, sanitary bins, everything, and someone jammed down their toilets, uh, th- their bike shorts, and I'm like, "Way to get rid of your fucking evidence!" <laughs> yeah, that's out, uh, that's out there. But it's, it's it's criminal. Sometimes you see some you know really outrageous things, but then you do get the occasional beautiful person that goes above and beyond for your facility, and of course, you know, of get course. some really good people as well that come through.
1: Hundred percent. You can't you can't control everyone, and at the end of the day, I think we we're talking about this as well on the phone is that you can't expect people to care. Nah. the way that you care. No, nah. and that's, just because it's your yeah, your gym e- yeah. That, that even goes down to staff and employees. Yeah, which has taken me a long time to kind of come to peace yeah. with as well. Yeah,
0: and you know what? There's there's always a conversation that we have. There's there's two hats that people wear. I think there's either the employee hat, so you rock up, you do your job, you piss off. You don't take any of your work home. Punch your check. That's that's exactly right. You, you've, you've done your hours for the week. You, you're doing the checklist, and then there's obviously, you, you know, you're the boss. Mm. You wear that hat. Unfortunately, you don't really get to switch off as much as we like it. You know, you go home, you're on your phone, you're doing something at late at night. That's the struggle that I probably have a little bit is like I'm probably um, at late at night, it's like I, I do things at stupid times. Like I'll work all day, get home, like, oh, I forgot to do this and jump on my phone and do it, you know. Yeah. it it. it it works for you, but also against you at the same time, you know, yeah. like to be, you know, one thing I want to go home and be present while I'm with my partner and I want to, you know, I want to make sure I, I she gets full Jason once I'm home, mm. but it is a struggle because it's like, sometimes you deal with things and it's like, you don't, unfortunately I get the luxury of just saying like, it's my business, but I'll sort that out tomorrow. You know what it's no, like. No, it falls it, on your shoulders. It falls on your shoulders. And, and
1: your business doesn't stop at five o'clock. No,
0: nah, absolutely. You know, the, the, obviously the world keeps turning. And unfortunately, like that problem will still be there in the morning. So, um, but it is a constant battle between, you know, I, and I say to people as well, like, you know, if you're representing this place, mm. it's yours. Live Like it's Like it's your house, yeah. you know. And it's, but people, yeah, they would never run your business like you will, I guess.
1: And it's one of those things as well. Like I think there's a bit of a fallacy in the perception that when you're the owner or you're the boss that everything's your way yeah and everyone's sucking up to you no not at all when you're in charge and it's your establishment yeah you need to be nice to absolutely everybody absolutely it it sort of goes the complete opposite
0: way we're very i'm very good very lucky at the moment we have a fantastic team on board and you know i actually had this conversation with someone how uh, many people are in your
1: team now so there's obviously quite a big number quite a
0: big number yeah so all together including Uh, All staff We're looking at Probably just under 30 people Yeah The one thing About crew Was when me and Damon Opened crew Braybrook Me and Damon Were the face of the gym You know Um, Mm -hmm. And Has that been a
1: hard transition?
0: Yeah Because The brand has built itself now that the brand is no longer Damon and Jason. Mm -hmm. The brand is crew fitness and performance. And that's what you needed to do. Absolutely. Because it was, and then when we opened Hoppers Crossing, it was like, it was still kind of the same. And we felt the effect a little bit. If I was at Hoppers too much or Damon was at Brable too much, we felt that little bit of effect. But now we're very lucky that Craigieburn, we have Chris, big Chris running. He's obviously a shareholder. The brand is no longer just about me and him. We've got a fantastic team on board, so we've got, you know, we've got a manager, we've got a head of movement, we've got sales, la- a sales girl, we've got all these sub- heaps of PTs, class coaches, physiotherapists on board. We've got an incredible team, that it doesn't reflect just me and Damon anymore, it reflects everyone. I know? think that's
1: evident, and it's become evident in your socials, but when you've got something like a, the head of movement, so... Does your, because obviously you've got schedules that are operating across multiple locations. Yeah. Is it up to the trainer's discretion on the type of session that they're taking or is there like a unified program that's being delivered? So we do, all, all, myself,
0: Damon and Ash, we do all the we do all the programming together. So yep. Damon will do the power and lift. I'll do the boxing and the sweat. Uh, Tash will kind of overlook everything, and we kind of sit down together. We we all work together, you know. Yeah. That's what we that's what makes it so special because there's always many voices, and we have everyone's input. We kind of find what works. So Monday is lower body lift at all locations. They're all in the same program. Tuesday is strength. It's called power strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday sweat a rumble an Ollie Tech session. So you've got multiple sessions on Wednesday, but we kind of keep it all uniformed. We've all got the TVs in the gym, but in terms of the trainers, the trainers we. The one thing about crew is we're known for – we have an inc- incredible-looking gym, aesthetically-looking gym. Our sessions are all nice and hyped but not over the top, and our ses- our coaches are well-educated, mm-hmm. you know. So if you don't just get someone that's jumping around for 45 minutes screaming at you trying to run a session. Mm-hmm. They're delivering proper content of what they should be delivering, how to push, how to pull properly, how to squat properly, whatever it may be. So there's always an education department. But we run everything together, and we filter it through our trainers as well. So guys, because – we can write the most amazing programs in the world, but if yeah. your trainer's not happy running them, that won't be delivered as the most amazing program in the world. Yeah. So we all uniform together. We make sure that everything runs uh, from the top to the bottom and make sure that they're enjoying running that. So we make sure that where they're across it for the week, what the week includes, what the movements are, how to run it, what the, what the systems may be. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, but I feel like if they, if the trainers aren't happy with what they're running, they're never going to run a great session. Yeah. So, pardon me, we make sure that everyone's across it Everyone knows what's going on and how we want things to be ran. Yep. And then that's from foot top to the bottom. That's how it gets filtered through.
1: I think one of the, the cool things or the huge advantages you guys have, obviously, because of the geographical location you're in, you can obviously get very big commercial properties. Correct. And from someone who sort of was heavily involved in the early movement of group training yep. facilities, like space is such an underrated yeah. feature for that style yeah. of class.
0: Absolutely. And we've... and. Y- from Braybrook, our first gym we opened in 2019. We do we do classes of like up to 30 for our sweat-based classes. For our lift-based classes, they're a little bit lower. They're more technical. There's 20 people. We need floor space. So like for Braybrook, we had two like um, we had uh, four four cells down each way. It took up a lot. Of, there was a lot of spaces for barbells. Now we've flipped, flipped the, um, the panels. They're all. Uh, wall mounts, like at Craigaburn is different to what Braybrook used to look like. Braybrook is a little bit more open now. Craigaburn fully open. We've got purely wall mounts. We need floor space. We need big, big movements. If, we do, if we're pulling good numbers, we, we've got, bar, everyone gets their own barbell during their sessions. You know, we need enough weight plates for everyone. Like, they're, Big spaces,
1: yeah, they are. you know, they're but they work websites. really
0: well. We got, you know, obviously right. big spaces, and we have two session, two cl- uh, two coaches on each session, yep. so we make sure that everyone's getting that personal. So how many people approach. we got in a session? It ranges. So from the small uh, sweat based Metcon sessions, mm. they're up to thirty plus. Yep if not saying that every class is like that but we have the ability to have the capacity to have that in our lift based sessions they're like 20 and under due to the fact that they're more heavy loaded movements you might have two or three coaches on the actual program Mm. one coach will oversee everything you got two coaches that will run around and make sure that everything's running efficiently um but we've also got like the big the beauty about us is like like i said before everyone gets their own barbell so you're not chopping and changing the same weights. it's it's categorized as like for example you always get in a group fitness you can't be too uh picky with like obviously the same what you want to get like with for example if we've got guys that are deadlifting from 60 to 80 above they get their bars and they get things if you're chopping and changing bars it can chaos it becomes it chaos fucks the flow massively yeah. so we ever we're very like we've got heaps of barbells in this gym heaps of weight plates we make sure that everyone gets that tailored approach to their programming that, that's, a, that's a big catch because of
1: the, that'd be a limiting factor to most for, group sure, training facilities, for sure, for sure, absolutely.
0: And, you know, you, you go to a group class and there's m- minimal equipment. You're doing the same as what you do. You have to, you're you all working off time. You don't have time to change the barbell. You do what they're doing. So we'd like to... Be, the, our important difference is we have the space, we have the equipment, but we also have the education for people to do it properly and get their own barbell, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it's personal to them, but it's tailored to a group class. Yeah, nice.
1: Mate, you've got... Um Infrared and traditional saunas.
0: Correct. We had well, we had infrared. So when we first started Braybrook, uh, we had two infrared saunas. Oh, you fucked them off, yeah. We fucked them off, yeah. Yep. Do you know, I? We spoke about it on the phone. I feel like people from a sweat point mm-hmm. in the in a recovery, like fr- as if infrared, you know, they get sixty to sixty-five degrees. They're hot, but they're not like different yeah it's different in that traditional sauna if you're cranking it to like 80 90 you're walking out of there dripping mm. you know like pe- and people and people think you can
1: alternate the hot colds correct, too, it's a lot correct. so we
0: usually we've got like cold showers in ours as well we're very like we've got a little bit of space in there as well so you got like your big four-man sauna you have a cold shower before you hit the ice bath so make sure you get all the sweat off yeah have the shower into the bath back into the shower back into the sauna a little bit Yeah, and that works really well for us i feel like people people love sweating Yep. You know, with the saun- with the infrared, you, you have to sit there for an hour to get, like, the most official benefit. Whereas yeah, exactly. The tr- it takes a long time to get up to it. 30 minutes, you can do three or four rotations, you're in, you're
1: out. Mate, it for at, at, a little bit. at 80 plus degrees, yeah. unless you're super sauna fit, like, you'd be doing well to stay there much longer. Than yeah. You, like, the average person's not going to do more than 15 minutes nah, no at 85, 90 degrees. No way. No way. And those, those Hume heaters, they, yeah. they get they crank. hot, bro. Yeah. I've, just, I've just paid for mine. Yeah. Um, You'll and love it, and thankfully they're holding it off until I actually need it in a few weeks to start the Reno. But mate, I'm fucking pumped for yeah, it because.
0: Yeah. Did you get the ice bath set in here yet? That, i that, That's all
1: happening in the in the next five weeks. So amazing. what's going on is the boys downstairs spinal. They've got their new joint. Yep. opening up. So that's awesome for them. And I, and I guess in a way, like it's kind of. Um, Freed Up some room for you. Oh, It's definitely freed up room, but the idea of having a recovery space has always maybe been preference. Yeah, but at the time of when I set up the joint, cash flow or run with the amount of cash Absolutely. I had left to yeah. do it was there. Um, and then obviously, COVID kind of happened, and I'm, I'm not going to kick them out, nah, of you course know, not. like I've yeah. really enjoyed. Uh, building that relationship with Chris and the boys yeah. like that they're, they're legends um, and I'm, I'm happy as for them that they're, they're continuing to skyrocket yeah. as well, but um, Yeah, so they they move out on the 1st of July. So we yeah. start Renault So the original plan was going to be to put the recovery Downstairs in, downstairs in, in the room that they do at the moment, but yeah. the ceiling is quite low. So yeah. in chatting with the boys, what the issue is going to be is they're either going to have to dig down into the concrete yeah. all the way along to that opposite wall, yeah. which would not only cost a fair bit, yeah. it's going to cause a fucking huge yeah. amount of mess and ruin all the nice polished yeah. concrete. Absolutely. So mm, I don't really want yeah. to do that. And the alternative option is to obviously build up and put your plumbing underneath. But because of the ceiling height, then I can't do it to regs. Yeah. So then now I can't get it signed off. If anything yeah. goes wrong, I'm fucked. Yeah. 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 So change your plans. W- nothing that's really whole there's a few pillars and i'll show you when we go downstairs but keep the things that are structural but i'll basically remove all the glass and all the walls so it'll look like the office is floating yep and this will become gym floor underneath yeah mad. and then over near the bathrooms yeah, and yeah, the toilets yeah. there where there's already plumbing as well yeah, we're yeah. just going to add an Easy. extension so it'll be really nice the ice bath will sit down in yeah. the floor because it'll be built up over there same thing as what you're saying yeah. a little cold hygiene shower with a screed yeah and then the sauna looking yeah.
0: out into we're it. For us, when we started crew, we never had the recovery straight away. We had the two stores and that's all we had. Yeah. And then obviously as we got, obviously more cash flow to come inside, so, because they're not cheap. You know, we had more cash flow coming in. It was more of a thing like, okay, now we're in a position to do it. But in the last, I feel like in the last three years, two years, it's really got popular. I really tell you the what, the ice bath has blown up rapidly. Mate,
1: there's a few things. If people are listening to it and you've got these skills, there are fucking huge opportunities, I reckon, in that space to start doing custom builds yeah. for people. Because if you look at um there's a company called Drip, for example. Yes, we use, um, you use them. Call Drip. Yeah. Oh, I hate to think how much that costs, you <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's bill. Oh, I, 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 I'm talking exactly. about Exactly. <laughs> I asked them to, and mate, they're like starting price. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking get out of here! <laughs> like, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, we use what two of them. We need to use but, the third. But, but the point is, they're charging that because they can. Absolutely, because of demand in the popularity, yeah. the amount of people doing it, and obviously, like the the red cedar, yeah. the wood. That's yeah, it's, what that breaks a you more rare. because that's more expensive, and and then they want to make that markup on top of it as well. So if you've actually got the abilities, and that's pretty much what we're doing. Is yeah. like, I've got a few boys that are. Um, builders, one of yeah. them actually helped with um, butlers down yeah. in, in Port yeah. Melbourne, and mate, we'll. we'll chalk it up waterproof it. It's, it's not, ro- it's no, not the it's, hardest it's thing it's honestly to build not. it's really not yeah. all
0: the builders that we've had across the facilities as well like when we do any work we've had one of my good mates to a builder and he's like mate I could knock this up for you yeah it's a bit but of framing insulation run your power. it's specifics yeah. it's you know what I mean like they they obviously run a tight ship but that's all these guys do mm. you know what I mean so they do they do an incredible job but it is not like I can't say because I'm not a builder but it's not rocket science mm. as the builders have said that to do this and they're charging primo Yeah, exactly. You it's
1: So, it it should work out pretty well for me. And and I know the, you know, in the ice bar thing, like, again, that's becoming really popular. We've been talking about it today. But as a commercial product, it's still quite new. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of the products that are on the market at the moment, they're running into a few uh, maintenance issues. Yeah. And again, I had one company charge, quote me, 30 grand for an ice (laughs) bar. But the starting price seems to be around 10. Yeah. And then when you really look at it, like, what are you paying for? paying for some cold water yeah exactly like, again it's, yeah it's pretty fucking outrageous yeah, it's so crazy. that it'll be it'll be cool to see what happens in that space but i've actually just met a dude um and i'll start sort of drip feeding a bit more about sort of his business as mine starts to to come beautiful come to shape but he's uh he's an ex chippy he's a builder yeah. and he's it's doing not
0: what you know it's who you know and days. he's
1: he's doing he's basically started his own business he's recently he's just like provided one for someone in the US and New Zealand yeah. and I'm like well you're going to have no problem getting me one down to Melbourne and yeah, from the Sunshine Coast yeah. and you know he, he's got his fiberglassing abilities he's got his own pumps and filtration systems that he's putting into them and mate it's going to be epic and it's going to cost me about a quarter of the price yeah. of what uh, yeah. what the other ones do yeah so.
0: they, there is a a massive high demand. I think through COVID when everyone was kind of locked inside without getting the ideas of doing cold baths and stuff like that. A lot of people just got them chest freezers, yep. siliconed them, corked them. Yeah, that's what cold. I do at yeah. home. Yeah. And, uh, works for treats. Works exactly as well.
1: I've literally, I've got my chest freezer at home. Like it's obviously not up to standards for a commercial service. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly it it's silicon on the inside i fill it up two thirds three quarters of the way i turn it on for 24 36 hours and mate it's been on for it hasn't been on for 10 days <laughs> and the fuck is still frozen on the outside yeah, yeah, the side yeah. of the wall yeah. but that's because the water is perfectly still and it's got no yeah, filtration absolutely you put any chlorine in yours
0: yes so very lucky damon's dad's a plumber yeah okay, and, that helps you out uh, He soon. is full-time on the books for us nearly like yeah, I I bet. W- we say he is uh, but he's just an incredible person who comes around. He does all, all three gyms, mate. It's like after hour he's got a full-time job as well. And after hours, he comes and just cleans them for us. Pulling out
1: those um, sports bars and That's fucking exactly bike shorts right. out but of the But you know what?
0: Get, you get some fucking hair in there. You get all sorts of shit, you know. It's the girls, isn't it? Oh, Mate, mate <laughs> they
1: use so much toilet paper exactly Uh, yeah going to the days when we're growing up and times are tough and you got the the little two folds and just don't push your fingers through (laughs) it (laughs) that's
0: it but no it's uh very lucky that he helps on board because they are they do require obviously a little bit of effort these days because rules and regs they need to be checked every uh so frequently
1: yeah exactly all right beautiful Thanks for coming on, brother.
0: Appreciate your time, brother. It's been a really good pleasure. Thank Love you. speaking to you. Always.
1: Hope you enjoyed the uh podcast, guys. I will link uh Jace's business and his personal account so you can support him and follow me his boxing career in the uh the show description. As always, like, subscribe, comment, all that jazz. That really uh goes a long way to helping me grow this podcast. And then the bigger the podcast gets, that means the uh the better the guests get.